Hi, and welcome to the Imaginal Podcast. This is a place that protects and explores what we need to actualize our uniqueness. And like the caterpillar, who carries its butterfly blueprint in its imaginal cells all the way to the chrysalis and then melts into liquid before it transforms, we too have an inner knowing that can tell us how to make our wings. And here's your host, life coach and consultant, Lori Sauce who goes most commonly by her nickname, Sauce. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It's Sauce. We really want to thank you for participating in this series with us. We're in part 10 of being coached from afar, where we are setting goals and actualizing them. If you're here for the first time and you would like to go step-by-step on this journey, we started this in episode 124. And at the same time, these episodes now sort of stand on their own, too. So use your own inner knowing, of course, to decide how and when you want to listen to the episodes. Today, health coach Allison Scott is back. We are doing several episodes together talking about being devoted to your goal. And today, what we're going to look at is how to really stick with something when your first challenge or when fear makes you want to quit or makes you doubt yourself. So sometimes we start out on a new journey and we have a lot of excitement and then all of a sudden the self-talk starts getting in there or the old criticisms or wondering what people think of us or we're not as good as so-and-so. All of those inner ponderings and wonderings and questionings and also sometimes maybe we have our first what we call a failure and we just want to shut it all down, shut, 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 shut everything down. (laughs) I think we've all been there before. But what we forget in those moments, especially if shame takes over or old stories take over, is that it's really normal and often the case that we go through those periods at the beginning or even at different points along the journey. And so it's really vital to stay with what you're doing. Unless, of course, you just decide that you really don't want to do it, which is a different conversation. But what we're talking about today is when you're embarking on a dream or a reclamation of something that's valuable to you, or you're setting out to do something or become someone, become more of who you are, it is really normal to run into some challenges. And so Al is here today to give us her insights, both as a health coach and as a human, fellow human on this planet. And she gives us some great words on what to do when you feel those doubts coming along. If this is your first time meeting Allison, she is a beloved health coach. She is loved everywhere she goes. She's a vast resume and many different experiences which inform both her life and her coaching. And she is a mom of three adult children and a friend to countless. <laughs> so I'm so grateful to have her on the podcast. Here's our conversation. We are thinking of you so much. Hello, everyone. I'm here with Allie Scott. Hey, everybody. Today, we're continuing our conversation about moving into goals that really mean something to you. And today, what we're going to talk about is when fear makes you want to quit or it, you get that scary feeling where you're like, you want to shut it all down, yep. which is so <laughs> familiar. 
Right. But the importance of staying with it and being devoted to it really is so powerful. Allie's going to bring us her own story today. Why don't you just go ahead and share what your situation is or was, and we'll go from there. Yeah. I kind of want to frame, you know, this idea because this idea has kind of been the story of my life. Of fear <laughs> holding me back. I think it stems from being a perfectionist and not doing it the perfect way. And there's a lot of layers to that. But mm-hmm. fear has held me back on so many occasions. And uh, to the point where I, I didn't even end up going into a field right out of school that I really wanted to go into. It was just easy. <laughs> I really yeah. wanted to I really wanted to go to law school. Oh, I don't I know, know that. No, well, I don't oh. think I voiced it at mm. all. But I really wanted to go to law school. I loved my law classes. I was a poli-sci major. My emphasis was in law. I loved it. And my parents were like, nope, not paying for it. And I was just too scared to like even try. Like I didn't take the LSATs. I didn't I didn't do anything. I, I just was so afraid of failing and not getting in, of having student loans, the whole thing that I just totally chickened out. Now, in some ways, I'm kind of glad that was not my 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 career path because I'm not mm-hmm. sure how that would have been. But but at the time, that was something that I was really interested in and really wanted to do. So so I have let fear hold me back on things like that. I forced myself later in life to do things that were scary. And uh, one of the things that I did, you know, kind of made myself do was move from move with a job. And um, that was very scary. And I, I, I did it. I moved from Los Angeles to Seattle to work with a client in Seattle. I was working for a company that took me up there. And um, my husband had to quit his job and move with me. And it was it was a big deal. And um, it was very scary. And I'm super glad I did it because I learned a ton about myself and a ton about doing things that put you on that kind of edge of growth. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. really, I'm sure you can relate because you've yeah. just done a move. I mean, so many things. I mean, it's it's so hard doing a move like that because you walk away from all your creature comforts to the point where you don't even know where the grocery store is or where the dry cleaner is or where, you know, your dentist right? is or any of that. You have to find out all that new stuff in, in addition to, you know, new job, new who your new, friends are going to be. Who your friends are. Yeah, you don't have any friends, <laughs> not any local friends. I mean, right. it does help now that we um, we have, you know, social media and stuff. But the time when I did it, there that did not exist. So Right. right. So and just for was, the listener, how old were you and Doug when you? Um, how old was I? I think I was about 25. When I okay. did that, 25, yeah. 26. Yeah. So it was big. Yeah. We had a house. We had to sell a house. And yeah, it was oh. it was big. Yeah, it was big. It was a big move. And I'm really grateful I did. I didn't let fear hold me back. But, you know, it's been a constant theme in my life of letting fear hold me back. And even into this business that I launched in 2021, there's been so many times where I've like, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm, that's, I don't right. have it quite worked out or you know, I've held back on doing things. Oh, I don't really know exactly what I want to do and that. So I'm not going to do it. And then I just procrastinate and make it go away. So I don't have to do it because the, the fear of failure is so huge. And and logically, I know that failure is a good thing. Logically, <laughs> I know that, you know, you learn from failures and the most successful people in the world have failed the most. But for whatever reason, it's so hard to put yourself into positions where you need to be brave. And in fact, it's one of my words for 2024. I have I have words on my board. 
Yeah. Um, I pick words every year to, you know, live by. And one of them is brave. So I still oh, struggle with I this. Love, I still yes. struggle with this dumb fear thing. It's not and, dumb. Um, no, it's just makes me mad because, you know, I've. <laughs> it's dumb I, that it can hold back, but it's, it's not dumb that, that, it's that we dumb. have it. No, yeah. I, I agree. I agree. I'm not mm. I'm not trying to. You oh, know, and I didn't. I know you had make anybody yeah, feel yeah. bad. No, no, I, just, I didn't mean I just, to say I, that, that I, way. It's dumb. <laughs> it makes me mad because I know I know it's a good thing. I know. I mean, actually, I think feeling fear is actually when you're living the your best life because you're really feeling Life. You're so alive. You're so yeah. alive when yeah. you're scared. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but scared in a good way. I don't mean scared mm. in a bad way, but scared in a good way. So I, I just, I, it's a constant battle for me. A constant battle for me. When you said you wanted to talk about this, I'm like, oh my god, it's the story of my life. You know, <laughs> well, that's so relatable. I think everyone <laughs> can relate to this, and that's why I started laughing at the very beginning because mm. it is so relatable and. Mm. So I'm wondering if you can maybe take us into one moment of fear, if you can recall one moment. It's often in the quietness of our own thoughts that will entertain fear maybe longer or, you know, or we'll shut it out really quickly. And mm -hmm, how mm -hmm. does that moment of fear, when you feel like you want to quit, how does that present itself to you? If you can think of any examples. I mean, I think I even get like a visceral reaction sometimes when I'm scared. Like I'll get a pit in my stomach or a mm. tightness in my throat. I'll want to cry. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And, and I've actually been learning recently that that's really good to recognize that, uh, to recognize the body response so you can shut it down because the body's just kind of trained habitually mm -hmm. to go on this path and you can shut that down. So I do. I'll get like a pit in my stomach. I'll get scared. Sometimes I can talk myself down off the ledge and sometimes I can't. So I'm working really hard to be able to recognize the symptoms in my body so I can address it and calm it down. Maybe do some just some breathing or go for a walk or just separate myself from what's making me scared mm -hmm. and then address what it is that I'm afraid of. And then the thing that I always say to myself is, what's the worst thing that can happen? I love and this. usually. Usually it's not a big deal, right? It's like nobody liked your poster, you know, or, or nobody. <laughs> yeah, but it's so relatable. I mean, even when I did the podcast with you the first time, I was mm -hmm. terrified. I had never done it. Actually, I think I did. I don't know if I did it with you the first time or if I did it with Jen Stevens, who is the intermittent fasting lady. I think I did it with her first. And uh -huh. I was terrified to do that podcast. And I just did it anyway. And then afterward, I was like, wow, that was so fun. I should have done that. It's so silly, you know, mm -hmm. to to hold yourself back from things that what's the worst thing that can happen? You know, no one listened to the podcast or, you know, yeah, I yeah. didn't have the right words or I don't know, you know. I think our younger self can make it mean something so much bigger than it really is. It, like you totally. said, you know, the worst thing is the fear comes from that younger place and we've equated it to our entire identity or our lovability or something big. And I wonder too, I want to just jump back really quick to that idea of the feeling it in the body. Do you have a sense as to when you can tell when there is a fear that is intelligent that we need to listen to versus a fear that might be exaggerated? And I know like this sort of could go into the territory of fight or flight or PTSD mm -hmm. and things, which obviously I'm not qualified to talk about, but mm -hmm. so that would be more in the therapeutic realm, 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 realm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But 
Do you have a sense as to when you can tell if your fear is really actually bringing some intelligent pause versus when it's like, you know, holding you back unnecessarily? Yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know if I can distinguish between the two. I think that question of what's the worst thing that can happen Mm -hmm. is such a good question to ask because if it's a rational fear, if it's something that is actually something that could harm you. I think when you ask that question, what's the worst thing that can happen? That some really bad things will come up in your head like, oh, that could be really bad and I don't want that to happen. And I think that's a good distinguishing point, you know, between what's a a rational fear and what's an irrational fear. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's so clarifying, isn't it? Yeah, like what's the worst thing that can happen? And usually it's very minor if it's (laughs) you know, I'll lose my job, I'll lose my relationship, I'll lose my family, whatever, then then that's a rational fear. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. something that's bad. Right. So, so safety you know, or yeah, something. safety or something, you know, then, you know, you want to rethink that or whatever. But yeah. if it's something like, you know, someone might give me a hard time about that, or someone might not like, you know, one person may not like it or, you know, or have an opinion about it. We all have opinions, you know, everybody has a right to their opinion and you're not going to please everybody all the time. That, Unfortunately, that's part, no. That, that's part yeah. of my problem too, is the pleasing thing, you know? So sure, I think that is part of the, the irrational fear. It's like, oh, I have to please everybody all the time. And no, you don't. It's okay. People can have their own opinions and you're not going to implode. If they don't like what you do. <laughs> I know, I know, but, but it is always attached to that younger story. Well, yeah. I shouldn't say always, but often. Yeah. You know. Like being laughed at in school or being yeah. teased or coming to school with a new haircut and then the kids made fun of you or something, you know, stuff like that. that Yeah. It kind of sticks. It's a little sticky when we're sticky. older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think not conflating that and, and turning mm-hmm. toward that part of ourselves. Like mm-hmm. we were sort of talking about last. We were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Allie, what if you start on an adventure or a venture and you're partway into it and it's going okay. You're hitting some challenges. You're moving through some challenges, but then all of a sudden you're like, no, I, yeah. I got to shut the whole thing yeah. down. Yeah. Has that moment ever happened for you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Me all the time. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, that's happened in my business where I've put together a program that I thought, oh, this is really good and I'm all excited and I put the whole thing together and I launch it and then wah, wah, nothing happens or I get one person and, and you know interested or whatever. So that happens a lot in my business just because that's how business works. And it happens you, with all businesses. Yeah, yeah. That's how business works. You have to throw a lot of things at the wall and see what sticks. Right. And it, you can't really know it until you go through it. it there's no like formula that oh, if I do this and I do this and I do this, I will have this. You know, it just doesn't always work like that. I can think of, of jobs where I've taken a job too, where it just got really bad. And I just had to walk away from a job because I just was being treated badly by, you know, a boss. And um, Mm -hmm. it was a job that I was fully prepared and fully qualified and had the experience to do. And then I just had a a boss that was very, she was, she would pull the rug out from under you all the time. You'd Mm -hmm. give her, you know, you'd give her feedback, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, this, this. And she'd say, okay, great. And then you'd be in a meeting with higher level people. And she'd be like, why did you decide to do that? That doesn't seem like a good idea. Oh, no. Yeah. So she was constantly pulling the rug out. Triggering everyone listening, probably. Yeah, yeah, probably. (laughs) Um, And I had to, I mean, she started giving me panic attacks. That's when I knew, like, this is not healthy. You know, if you're in a situation where you're starting to have health 
actual health issues. Yeah. The fear thing in there is probably good. Wise. Wise. Yeah, Listen to it. Mm-hmm. That's, it's protecting that's a great you. distinction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, how about the times when you just get that little imposter, imposter oh, voice? Oh, I hate that guy. <laughs> that you know that you're actually, I know, we all, that one. Oh, I hate that I imposter know. guy. <laughs> I know, it shows up for uh, most people, uh, I think. Yeah. 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 What, um, do you have any encouragement for someone who has that little imposter syndrome, but they're really doing something that no. is so true to themselves and, and, you know, they're just inches away from, something bigger in that whole, on that path, but yeah. they feel that doubt and that doubt sort of makes us want to recoil. What, yeah. what have you done in those moments to keep you grounded? I think one of the things that I have done to kind of keep me, to keep that fear up there, that imposter guy away mm-hmm. is, is positive self-talk, like speaking to myself and saying, Hey, you got this. You're good at this. You know, mm, people good. like you, people, you know, to to have that conversation with myself to push that doubt voice away. It's kind of like the little angel and the devil on the shoulder, you know, <laughs> yeah. the one that's like, you can't do this. And then the other one's like, yes, you can. And Allie's doing that, puppeteering. With I am fingers. doing puppet with my fingers. Yes, I am. <laughs> so good. So true, though. But, but yeah, I kind of look at it like that, like it's that little devil voice on the on the shoulder that's saying, you know, you're not good enough or you can't do this or it's going to fail or whatever it's saying. And then I try and use that other voice in my head to say, no, 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 it's okay. You got this. This is a good idea. You're going to help people. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. So that's kind of what I do to quiet it. It doesn't always work, but, but most of the time it does. Most of the time it does. I think so. I think being devoted to it or, you know, calling in resources to a friend can always yes. put you back on. Phone a friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just to remind you who you really are. Yeah. Yeah. I do that a lot, actually. I, I who rely. Am I? Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> do you know me? <laughs> are we still friends? <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, it's, it's though. Helpful, the, though. I, yeah. It is really helpful. It's really helpful to, because sometimes you just get in your head yeah, and stupidly in your head, like, what am I doing? And mm-hmm. you need somebody to talk you down. So You know, it's interesting if probably if we went back and listened to the last couple of minutes here of our recording, the voice that's the positive self-talk or the grounded, like call a friend, the voices that we spoke with are so open. Yeah, and they're, really, think and they're the, really kind. Yes, yes. And the imposter voice is like, this is mean. Either yeah. mean or like really small, you know. Yeah. And even when I was like, do you know me? Like my voice got yeah, so small. Really tiny. You know, yeah, yeah closed yeah. off. Uh-huh. And I think that's one other thing you can check in with your body is, yeah, how open does your throat feel? How open does your body feel? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that being able to f- check in with the physical cues they're huge indicators. And yeah. I, I I wasn't always focused on that. And, and I've had them my whole life. I know I have. I've, I know times when I've had an upset stomach or a pit in my stomach or my closed up throat or I've cried, you know, the tear, you know, you're trying to hold it back, hold it back, hold it back. And then once it gets to the eyes, you're screwed. 
But but crying is so good. It's, I know, yeah, it's so I know. Good. Once it gets yeah. to the eyes, though, you're, I mean, I, you know, crying and I've had to cry in situations where I didn't want to cry. Oh, yeah. You know? And then, yeah. oh, I'm screwed. Once it gets to the <laughs> eyes, it's like just too late. <laughs> so to be able to like identify it ahead of time and breathe through it. And uh, Mel Robbins talks about this a lot. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's yeah. good stuff um, about being able to recognize the cues in your body. And I think they help a lot. I, I think too. they help a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you. Allie, any other words of encouragement before the, we wrap this episode? Well, pick my word this year, brave. Be brave. It's a yeah. it's a good word and it'll it'll overcome your fear. Yes. Thank you for naming that. It's so true. I love that word for you, um, or for any any of us. But what I mean by you naming it. Like you're already setting a trajectory for yourself, which I'm sure will be fulfilled. So that's really beautiful. Thank you. How can people find you? Uh, You can find me on my website, alisonmscott.com. I'm a health and lifestyle coach and I have social media, Facebook, Instagram. It's Lifestyle by Allison with one L. Thank you. And I'm on Instagram at at Lori Sase or my website, laurisase.com. I also have one L. Can you imagine <laughs> two L's like llama? <laughs> why does why do llamas have two L's? I don't know why llamas have two L's. It's Ooh, always la been, llama. Ooh, it's always well, been a L's. conundrum. Yeah, I I, <laughs> I don't know. Do. Yes, questions for the deep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, thank you for being here with us. We hope you have a great week. Thanks, everybody. Bye bye. <laughs>